The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, welcome to the maiden voyage of VSIN's Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming to you from South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Amal, this is going to be a lot of fun. Monday through Fridays, yep. right here, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. You and I are going to try to give out some winners, but really maybe some some things that betters can really gravitate towards for a foundation to have a winning betting season. Yeah, absolutely. And we're getting into the crux of it, right? We turned the calendar into September in a couple of days. Should be a ton of fun. We've got so many things going on. Obviously, college football. And then next weekend, the NFL getting started, not to mention baseball getting down to crunch time. Obviously, tennis, golf, other things among the, uh, those. But don't forget basketball right around the corner. Got a lot to get to. Of course, Steve Buchanan is going to join us today. And we're going to talk some Major League Baseball with Steve and Aaron Moore because, again, the Pro Football Betting Guide is out right now. If you haven't gotten, what are you waiting for? Uh, tons of information on there. So we'll get that with Aaron Moore here. There are NFL cuts, Amal, yep. going on as we speak. And some of the surprising names, if you will, out there right now in the last half hour to, to 45 minutes. The big one for me was O.J. Howard. Former first-round tight end at Alabama. Yeah. Tampa Bay gave up on him. He goes to Buffalo. It's going to work out with Josh Allen. He gone. So he's already gone there. Byron Jones down in Miami. Remember, they got him out of Dallas a couple years ago. Big money deal there. He's on the pup list with an Achilles. So he'll be gone for the first four weeks of the NFL season. I don't think any of these are going to move numbers and move lines, certainly in futures. But you do have to look at some of these things. Kellen Mond, by the way, got released today by the Minnesota Vikings. Remember last year, Mike Zimmer was a problem. He's got to play Kellen Mond over Kirk Cousins. Well, the new regime comes in and says, no, 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 he's got to go too. Well, you said a lot of things to address. First question I have about Kellen Mond is why did it take so long to cut him? 
this guy couldn't play Texas A&M. I want to know why you wasted a third-round pick on mm. him. If you watched him, he was a guy that he just couldn't think naturally. Like it was like he was going through progressions out there. You could see it. He wasn't a particularly effective quarterback. I'm not really surprised by this. But the O.J. Howard, remember, 19th overall pick, really one of the elite tight ends coming out of college yes. football, looked like Tarzan. He was the guy you thought was going to have a tremendous career, never materialized in Tampa. And especially with the talent that was there, you figured at some point in time he'd be able to put it together. Gets released by the Bills especially a deep, talented Buffalo team there. Davis Webb, another one cut by the Giants. He had a pretty good preseason at quarterback for mm -hmm. the G-Men. He's not going to be around. Uh, other news, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson gets traded for a fifth-round pick. Go. From the Saints to the Eagles, I was not a big fan of his. Uh, I'm not surprised by this move when you look at Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby there for the depth on the uh, Saints DBs. Uh, Philadelphia, they need to shore up that secondary. We'll see how effective they're, they can be. I saw some people, and it's, it's social media, saying, oh, Eagles, no holes now. Now, I don't know if this, this move here, you're getting a, a Chauncey Gardner-Webb, uh, Johnson rather, to come over from the Saints, if that fills all that what ails you at the CB position here. But you're right. That feels like the only weakness for the Eagles going in, and maybe the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and that's why so many people are high on the Eagles this year. We'll talk about that more in specifics. But the big news yesterday, we were talking about the, the pro football betting guy that's out now for VEASAN. Got to get it. The news of the day yesterday was that Jimmy G is going back to San Francisco. Right. And, and all, I, I want to get your thoughts on this because it's not even 24 hours old. And it, it does and potentially could affect the betting market in San Francisco. Because the way I look at it is the great 1986 movie, Platoon. Oliver Stone, best picture. You had two rival sergeants in Elias and Barnes. And you can't have two quarterbacks in the same room with all the guys looking over the shoulder now. Do you think now that Trey Lance, the anointed one, that he's going to be looking over his shoulder at Jimmy G? And now all of a sudden, all the love for the Niners, I wonder if there's some consternation. Well, Trey Lance should never sleep on an ambush. And I feel like this might be an ambush <laughs> to him. And the reality of it is, if you're Trey Lance, look, you've got to go in there. This is your job. Right. And I don't think they're going to make a change unless he is just absolutely a disaster, simply because, Dave, you don't want to shake his confidence. Let's see how he does. There must be something that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have seen that kind of leads them to believe that this guy is capable of leading them in an NFC to me that is there for the taking. I firmly believe there are five teams that can win this league, um, or conference, excuse me. And I think San Francisco is one of those teams. I'm not thrilled about the quarterback situation, whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, but overall, I think this team's in a position with the talent that they have. Debo Samuel, to me, uh, I didn't see the NFL 100, but he had to be top 10, top 15 players in the league. George Kittle, we know what he can do defensively. This team is still very good. If they can just kind of hone in on uh, being effective in the passing game, with this running game, they've got a great chance to come out of the NFC West. You mentioned that they're a top-five team to come out of the conference. Look at the numbers here that we're putting up on your screen here. You look at – right now, they're the fourth betting favorite at plus 750. Okay? So the Bucs, you can understand. Tom Terrific's back, plus 330. The Packers there four to one, Rams at plus five fifty, and then the Niners are right there. And then you drop all the way to the Eagles yeah. at ten to one, a team we just talked about a little bit briefly. But look at the Niners at plus seven fifty, and I go, okay, why did you bring him back? You said you being Kyle Shanahan, you being uh, the the front office, right, and John Lynch saying this guy won't be here for a training camp. He won't play in the preseason. He won't be with the team. And now you cut a deal to bring him back last second. To me, I know it's easy for fans and media to say, oh, it won't be a distraction. 
The guys in that locker room, we've been in locker rooms. You know how this works, Amal. That won't be easy for the players. If Trey Lance comes out and stumbles week one yeah. against the Bears, let's just say, right? right. They're, what, they're a touchdown favorite to, do, to, to win that game rather easily on the road. They're going to start going, well, the, the guy that almost got us to the Super Bowl and did get us to a Super Bowl is sitting right here. Well, you're absolutely right. But the thing is, you look at the contract they brought him back on, it's obviously favorable for the team. I yeah. think he's going to be at around $6 million or $7 million. And then there's about potential 9 or $10 million he can make in incentives if he plays a certain amount of time and reaches certain incentives and parameters in the contract. So from a cap standpoint, it's pretty good because, remember, Trey Lance is still on a rookie deal, so right. you're fine financially where you're at. But I don't think this is a bad move. The one thing that they did do that made it difficult for Garoppolo was – Remember, he had the shoulder surgery. He was out basically until June. So teams had already gone in a different direction in terms of what they were looking to do. So it was a challenge in terms of where do you move him. A lot of teams didn't want to give up a ton for him because, look, I said this all along. He's a very good quarterback if you're looking at somebody that's on a great team. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I don't think he's the guy that's a top-half quarterback. But with San Francisco's talent, he appears to be better than he is. I heard Scott Van Pelt say, well, look at his record. I said, you know what? There's 15 quarterbacks you could have been San Francisco the last few years that would have had an opportunity to get to a Super Bowl based on the talent that's been in that team on that team. So for me, I don't think this is the worst move for San Francisco. All right, bottom line here, Maul. If you are a Niners ticket backer and you've yeah. got the overwind total of 10, which right now is, is minus $1.10, okay, it's easy, even money either way, that flat number 10. Or you have the divisional odds to win it at plus $1.50 mm-hmm. and or seven fifty to win the conference and the long shot of 16-1 to, to win the Super Bowl. Do you feel better or worse about your ticket today? I feel the same because I still think this is going to be Trey Lance's team. He would have to be Daniel Jones horrific to get to the bench. Wow. Uh, look, you're going to go with this guy. You drafted him third overall, and the reason why you're going to go with him for the next couple of years is if you don't win, and, and unless you believe Garoppolo is a guy who – look, if you really believe Garoppolo is as good as some people think he is, he would be the incumbent starter in San Francisco. Well, there would be no discussion here. And they wouldn't even gone out and drafted Trey Lance number three overall. So you don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. We, you've already told us that by drafting number three at this guy in terms of uh, Trey Lance. With that being said, you've got to see what Trey Lance is. You've got him for three more years without exercising the option on the fifth year. So if you don't do that, this is an opportunity with San Francisco to kind of prove themselves. I think if you're looking at the Niners from a betting standpoint, I would look at them to win this division because I think the Rams still have some question marks. Mm-hmm. What is the health of Matthew Stafford? How effective is he going to be? Uh, Super Bowl hangover, which a lot of people point to, and it's been a real thing for a lot of teams. I, the odds makers don't believe in the Rams as much as you would think they would simply with Trey Lance starting. Um, I think that's probably their best option because you said the season win total is sitting at, what, 10? Yeah. they got to win 11 games. That's a possibility. I don't know if it's a, a definitive possibility. The plus 150 seems a lot more intriguing. You're going to be at 10 or 11 games regardless if you're going to win the division. So I, I think that's a strong possibility. This team could easily go 5-1 and one in this division, 4-2. and two. Uh, very quickly, some other news and notes are, that are coming in fast and furious. We know the Chiefs have said goodbye to Josh Gordon. Yep. The well-traveled wide receivers has some uh, legal issues off the field. Kenyon Drake is expected to side with the Ravens. Don't know if that affects the way you look at Baltimore and their running game. And speaking of running backs, boy, the, the terrible story over the weekend, Brian Robinson, who was shot uh, in Washington, yeah. D.C., he did make the 53-man roster. This was a guy that people were taking tickets on for Rookie of the Year. That's how, how much he was shining in training camp for the Commanders. Uh, just a devastating situation, but he is on the active 53. Wait a minute. People taking uh, Rookie of the Year tickets on him? Who? They people were. From, people from Tuscaloosa, no, no. Dothan. Where are we talking about in Alabama these tickets were coming in I for? I know our guy Tim Murray. 
uh, with Sean King, by the way, that later on they debut their new show too. That they really liked, and we, I talked to Rick Doc Walker, of course, Super Bowl champion tight end for, from DC. They really liked what Brian Robinson did. Now I don't know again how that affects the Commanders in the futures market, but they were relying on Brian Robinson, who's now been well, released from the hospital, to be a big cog of the offensive machine. Here's the problem: why Brian Robinson could never be effective in Washington. Carson Wentz is his quarterback. Oh boy. Nobody's worried about getting beat over the top by Carson Wentz. You can stack the box if Brian Robinson's as good as you thought he might be, who, by the way, couldn't get on the field for about nine years in Tuscaloosa to begin with, but that's another story. All I'm saying is it's unfortunate for the young man in it terms is. of what happened. I hope he makes a speedy recovery. But in terms of the impact, I, I just don't see it being one that's plentiful for the Washington football team, or excuse me, the commanders. I think you know, they'll answer in anything. Uh, yeah, listen, at this much. point in time, they're just hoping to re retain some fans. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking in the studio right now. Half the people I see are Cowboy fans. I'm sure you guys are getting ready for the 2023 <laughs> draft. But uh, oh, for people that don't know, and you'll get to know fired. very quickly. Dave Ross, huge Cowboy fan. What? Still celebrating the Super Bowl from, what, 93, 95? 95. What year? 95. We won three out of four. We. Yeah, Neil, Neil, Neil O'Donnell. Always nice when you got winning quarterbacks like Neil O'Donnell. Give me, uh, a, give me a pro tip from what you've heard today. Because, look, I know people are going to look at the cuts, right? Yeah. And they're going to go, well, this means X. Do you read too much in a cut-down day? Or what should the better look into? No, I, I think, look, you look at your team. If a guy's on the fringe of making a roster, it's not going to have that much of an impact in terms of how a team— So don't overreact. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's anything really—most guys, if they're on the fringe, again, it, it's not a person that's going to have an impact on the season win total, winning the division. It's going to be interesting. I, I know we'll get into it a little bit more, but I would say this. There are certain bets you can wait on mm -hmm. and see if the odds go in your favor. Perfect example, the Buffalo Bills. A friend of mine and I were talking about this on the Bills to win the division. Do you believe the Bills are going to win the first game? If you do, then it's probably a scenario where you take them. If you don't, then maybe wait and see what happens because Miami or New England's going to be 1-0 after the weekend. You're telling me to exercise a little Guns N' Roses patience. Not the first place I would have gone, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, get at us, VEASAN Live, D-Raw Sports, and Amal Shaw 1. Coming back with more Big Bets right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. 
it'll be a match. I promise. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when you make the money. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football betting guides. Only VEASAN subscribers can get all the tools to prep for college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. So sign up early for a discount of $175. You're going to receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back with the Mall Shaw, I am Dave Ross. This is VEASAN's Big Bets. Kelly Bidlin is behind the glass. I feel better when Kelly's there, so like everything's going to run smoothly. And if it doesn't, you're going to blame him. I'm not going to blame anybody, but I, I got to tell you something real quick. I just saw Geno Smith was named starter for the Seahawks. Yes. I, I thought he was going to be named starter for West Virginia. My goodness. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Geno Smith? Really? This, Are you I asking like this. what year this is? No, I'm not asking what year this is. I actually like this move because Drew Locke we know can't play. This guy's oh, stole- we do We do know that. We've known that since Pete, his days Pete at Carroll. Missouri. Pete Carroll's fired up. He said, I, uh, that's why I gave away Russell Wilson. I got, I got Drew Locke, and I was going to back up Geno Smith. I'm, I'm not going to bash Pete Carroll because I'm one of the few Pete Carroll fans out there. <laughs> the very few of us are out there, but I am a fan. Uh, but to me, when I look at this, I'm like, this is great for Seattle. Now you're looking at Bryce Young or uh, C.J. Stroud. Maybe Anthony Richardson is your first overall pick. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, and, and Kelly had some really good news and, and notes, certainly in the NBA, one to keep an eye on. And it's not so much that the Knicks are, are set to uh, finalize a four-year rookie extension with R.J. Barrett out of Duke, of course. Could be worth up to $120 million. But what really it does, it puts a deadline on potentially tonight if they're going to get Donovan Mitchell out of Utah. When you look at the futures market there, do you then try to jump estimate that perhaps this leans in the favor of or against the you're you're not going to buy the Knicks. That's what you're going to tell me. Oh my god. <laughs> There's no way I can convince you that this is a good deal for Knicks fans. You, you know what, Dave? I'm going to enjoy working with you. You are very sharp, astute, very quick to the point. You understood. Donovan, let, let me tell you something right now. If I'm running fives at a rec center sunset park here in Vegas, oh. I want Donovan Mitchell. We're going to play all day. If I'm trying to win an NBA title, I don't want Donovan Mitchell anywhere near my team. Wow. So would you be hammering the under jazz win total right now because you're anticipating a move out of Salt Lake? You would think so, but again, take into consideration team salary cap situations. Yeah. Who's a potential trade that you could realistically get? And you're playing with probably the best poker player in the NBA and Danny Ainge. This guy always gets the best deals. We saw this with Minnesota when he made the move uh, with Boston. Yep. We saw these moves that he's made in the past with other teams with Brooklyn. Um, I mean, he's done a tremendous job, and we saw it with Minnesota. Four first-round picks for Rudy Gobert? The Stifle Tower. <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's a great nickname, by the way. So, again, that's the, the idea here is, is a lot of people just assumed that when Kevin Durant said, I want out, he'd be dealt out of Brooklyn. Didn't happen, right? I, so sometimes you, you do have to exercise some patience with the GMs that you're talking about, a la Danny Ainge in Boston, because just because a player might want out doesn't mean it's going to happen. But it does feel like the deadline for the Knicks, if they're going to get Spider-Man, is tonight. Yeah, the other thing you look at, though, the difference with Dur Durant, he's got four years remaining. I always said, Joe, if you have a millionaire and a billionaire, mm -hmm. the billionaire is going to win that battle 99% of the time. And to me, it was a, a simple thing to Joe Sai. You go to Kevin Durant and uh, Rich Kleiman, you say, hey, here's the deal. Do you want to play? You're going to play in Brooklyn. You don't want to play? We'll pay you, but you are going to sit for the next 328 games. Mm. It's, a, it's a very simple solution, and I think it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm excited. I can't wait to work with Steve Nash and Sean Marks. This cannot be right, the win total that I'm seeing for the Utah Jazz. This cannot be right. 31, 32? Well, that's a good number. 29 and a half. The, uh, Double dog daring you to take the over. Well, if Mitchell gets It's the Utah on, Jazz. Yeah, but the West, the West is very competitive when you look at 10, 11 teams in that league. It's going to be competitive. So You're saying that Carl Malone and John Stockton not walking through that door? No. It is time for the debut here on VEASAN's Big Bets of hold or fire. Amal, this we're going to look at some numbers right now early in the week, and I want you to tell me if I should hold or should I fire away right now because maybe the number is going to be uh, the best that it might be all week. A game in particular that I've been looking at and couldn't wait to dissect with you is the backyard brawl. Yeah. West Virginia against Pitt. Now, by the way, I'm old. It used to be played around Thanksgiving weekend. Why are we doing this stuff week one? Well, remember, a couple things are in play now. If you're a team that plays in a Power 5 league, you don't need to play these tough out-of-conference games because you already have enough difficult games within conference. Because we have super conferences. Yeah, absolutely. And the reality of it is this is a rivalry that should be played every year, in my opinion. 
But you look at West Virginia, they've taken a precipitous fall. I'm not a big Neil Brown fan in terms of what he's been able to do offensively. This team has really – they're an air raid offense. They just haven't been able to ra uh, raid anybody offensively. I mean, th these guys have not been good. They lose uh, Letty Brown, who I really like to the tailback position. Tony Mathis will take over there. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a name that's very familiar to many people, whether it be in Southern California in Georgia, JT Daniels, the well-traveled quarterback. Yeah. Former five-star recruit. I think he played in modern day. He's going to be there under center for the Mounties. Now they go into Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, taking on another SC transfer. Keaton Slovis, the quarterback under center here for – uh, this Pittsburgh team, but here's where the advantage is for the Panthers for me. All five starters back on the offensive line. This offensive line did not get enough credit for how effective they were for Kenny Pickett mm -hmm. because Pickett and Jordan Addison got so much credit last year. This Panthers team is going to be pretty good, not going to be great, but the Mountaineers, I think, are fighting an uphill battle in the Big 12 this year. Um, I'm just not sold on JT Daniels. If you couldn't beat out uh, Stetson ben uh, Bennett, uh, to me, I think it's going to be a real challenge for the Mountaineers' offense. Here's the thing I would say, Dave. Sitting at eight, I would wait, and here's why. Okay. If the number gets to nine, it doesn't impact you as much. But if there's a potential the line comes back down to seven or seven and a half, it would be much more advantageous than it is detrimental if the line goes to nine. So if you like the Mountaineers, I would probably take it now. But if you like Pittsburgh, I would wait on it. And I apologize because you asked from a Mounties perspective, yeah. but I, I said it from a Pittsburgh perspective. Well, this is interesting because I was watching the number. It was at seven, mm -hmm. right? And now it's already up to eight. Right. So I kind of leaned <laughs> – West Virginia, because of the Daniels situation. Right. And then I look at Pittsburgh and I go, okay, Mark Whipple's gone. The OC, right? Huge loss. That, that is a big loss. And then Nebraska fans are going, is it? But I, I still wonder how much of it was Whipple and Kenny Pickett and well, how much this year will be Keaton Slovis. Well, Scott Frost, let me respond to you for a second here. <laughs> First of all, Whipple was a tremendous difference maker in terms of what he was able to do at Pittsburgh. Remember, he was a—let me tell you something. Mark Whipple had to overcome the, the terrible clock management of Randy Shannon down in Miami. Oh. Mark Whipple is one of the top five offensive play callers in college football. That game was lost because Scott DeFroster over here is thinking, we should onsides kick it up by up 11. 11. Let's what get for? Kick what it. for? They're not stopping you. Remember they had a fumble in the first half? This Nebraska team was moving the ball at will. There was no reason for it. Casey Thompson looked the best he's ever looked. This is all on Scott Frost. A singular decision cost this team the game. I think Whip will be fine. They, they will be impacted a little bit offensively, but more importantly to me, when you look at this team, when you have certain matchups like this and you lose a player of the caliber of Kenny Pickett, I take a wait-and-see approach on certain teams. Remember, Addison has transferred to USC. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would sit there and say, hey, maybe you get a better opportunity in-game. Because these games, generally speaking, outside of the Illinois-Wyoming game, there's going to be some fluctuation. If West Virginia scores first, you might be able to get the uh, Panthers at – Three and a half, four and a half in game, depending on the time scoring situation. If Pittsburgh scores first, you might be able to get the Mountaineers plus 11 and a half, 12 and a half. Holy. So just depending on what you like. Okay, so that game, of course, will be uh, really week number one. That's Thursday. That's the big one there. Mm -hmm. Saturday, we got some marquee games. I want to see if you want to hold or fire, depending on which side and or total you might like. It's Oregon, Dan Lanning against Georgia, mm -hmm. his old team down there where he was the DC in Georgia. Now, the reigning defending national champs are weighing 17. Feels like a big number after what Oregon did to your Ohio State Buckeyes last year. Hold or fire? Well, I think any team with any competence running, a competent running game could have done that against the Buckeyes last year. But to me, you look at Oregon, seven starters back on offense, seven starters back on defense, Justin Flo and uh, Sewell at the linebacker positions, two of the best linebackers in college football. I like this team a lot. Bo Nix is probably going to be under center for this team. He's athletic. He can present some problems. They're going to play in that fast field turf at Mercedes-Benz Dome. He's played there. He's got experience. 
But the biggest thing that I look at from this Georgia standpoint is here's why I don't like this number. I would take Oregon before I lay the points in this game, and I would Ooh. take it now. Because, again, if it comes off a of 17, it's going to hurt you a little bit. But if it goes up, it would be beneficial, but it's not as detrimental if you don't get that. Um, I, I think this Oregon team, I like Sean Dollar as a tailback if he gets to start there. Remember the one thing, Kirby, This um, Lanning was the defensive coordinator for this national championship team. I don't see them in a scenario where they're running up the game if it's around that 14 to 20-point margin late in the game. Different scenario where you're playing safe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's your buddy right, now, Absolutely. Right? We saw Nick Saban take it easy on Joe Paterno years ago when they played Penn State. That's a good point. I, I'm not saying they're necessarily going to do that because 17 is not that type of margin because you're still within the ball game. I think Oregon is being undervalued and underappreciated. Georgia lost a ton of talent from last year. That defense was really, you know, my opinion, probably the second or third best defense I've seen in my lifetime. And to me, this is a team that lost a lot. I, I still have some question marks. You lost your two best receiver. Pickens to the draft in Pittsburgh is already off to a stellar start. And then, of course, Jermaine Burton transfers to Alabama. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of question marks about Georgia. I like Oregon in the 17 here. So fire away if you like the, the quack attack now because we're assuming maybe that number comes down a little bit as we get closer and closer to kick on Saturday. Might be a good hold spot there if you like Georgia. Fire spot if you like the Ducks. And maybe a pro tip there. So, and I think it's a good one. When you see coaches from former previous yeah. staffs, they might take it easy on the other guy late. That could help you out if you're taking those big points. There's definitely certain situations where you see that occur. Steve Buchanan's going to join us next year on Big Bets Talk, all things Major League Baseball. Come on back. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. And welcome back. This segment of Easton Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Zen.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on VEASAN Big Bets here, our inaugural show. Amal, so far so good. A lot of fun talking some college football in the NFL, but let's switch it up a little bit and talk Major League Baseball with Steve Buchanan, MLB analyst for DraftKings. Follow him on Twitter at SBuchanan24. Uh, Steve, welcome to the program, and let's get right to some of the action today as we get closer and closer to the uh, postseason in Major League Baseball and find some winners as we come down the stretch. How about the action Astros today. Uh, maybe you don't like them necessarily. Uh, you don't want to weigh a number, but you like them on the run line to kind of extract some value out of it. And let's see if we have Steve. And I believe we'll get back to Steve in one minute once we get his audio situation uh, corrected there. But Amal, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find value, right, in, in games today. And if you don't want to lay big numbers with big favorites, and I think that's why Steve liked the Strohs today, laying that run and a half, sometimes you're going to get the better of the number, at least limit your exposure in laying a big price tag. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of run lines. If you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday, they did win the game against the Marlins mm -hmm. by a singular run. But Dave, over the course of this season, the Dodgers have 89 wins, and I believe they've won 78 of the games by one run or more. Whew. 
I mean, so think about that from that standpoint. I mean, you, you talk about a team that's just been an absolute machine in terms of being able okay. to cover the run line. Uh, that, and that's, again, as we welcome back into the program, Steve Buchanan. And, Steve, that's what we're trying to do, right? Sometimes, man, you start laying those big favorites, and one or two of those don't cash, and the portfolio gets blown up. With the Strohs today, that might be a, a safer way to handicap uh, this one today. Yeah. Yeah, I like the value here at plus 105. I mean, the Rangers simply haven't been able to figure out Frambo Valdez in the three starts that he's made against his team already. 20 innings pinched against that team, only two runs allowed. One of them was earned on 14 hits and 20 strikeouts. The Rangers are hitting a combined 192 against Valdez. It's not exactly uh, going to get it done. And the great thing about Valdez, he goes deep into these games and he does it often. He's gone at least six innings in 21 starts straight starts now. A couple of those starts did come against this Rangers team. And then you got the Rangers bullpen. It's been a big issue for them all season long, but particularly over the past week, they've thrown 19 in the third inning, 6.05 ERA over that span. This just feels like a really good spot for the Astros to win this game by at least two runs. Yeah, Steve, you bring up a really good point. I want to kind of extend upon that a little bit in terms of the run line. I'm a big proponent of run lines on teams that are anything probably more than 135. I think people get scared sure. off of by them simply because they recall the one or two games where they win by a single run. Last night, the Dodgers win 4-3. to three. It's only the 11th win of the season they've had by one run. The other 78 victories have come by a run <laughs> line. And I, I love the point you made about the plus 105. Uh, for you, is there ever any fear into it? Because for me, it's just I just look at it as part of the equation. It's like laying points in football. I'm just going to do it with the run line. I, I have a propensity to do that 90% of the time. Yeah, just because Houston's been one of the best run line teams in all of baseball. You just mentioned the Dodgers. They've been the second best team on the run line. Everybody's trailing the Baltimore Orioles, which seems, you know, fairly <laughs> odd, but these have been some of the best run line teams in the league, and especially in a team like the Rangers, who have just been a massive disappointment all season long, and with the numbers that Valdez has against this Rangers team, just feels like it makes a lot of sense in this scenario. Everybody trailing the Baltimore Orioles. Never thought that'd be a <laughs> statement we'd say in 2022, Steve. Uh, you know, every dog must have his day, and Sometimes I look at two bad teams out there, but it could be profitable. I think you've identified something here with Oakland and Washington with the A's and Nats. What's the angle there today? Yeah, I like taking under four and a half runs through the first five innings. I mean, you do want to talk about two offenses that have just been absolutely putrid, not just since the All-Star break. All season long, you got the two teams facing each other here tonight. But you look at these numbers in the second half. These just are two offenses that are not scoring at all. The Oakland Athletics ranked 26 in runs scored since the All-Star break. The Washington Nationals, 29th in runs scored since the All-Star break. And then you look at the pitching matchup here. I mean, you got Cole Irvin going for the Athletics. Maybe you don't know who Cole Irvin is. It's okay because he's on the Athletics. Not many people are watching it. Just look at the stadium when they're at home. Nobody's there. But Cole Irvin really... Really, aside from a couple of bad matchups against Seattle and Houston lately, he's been cruising when he's been on the mound. He's been probably one of the more underrated pitchers in the American League this season. Then you got Eric Fetty going for the Nationals. You know, really just a bona fide uh, fifth starter overall. But going up against this Oakland Athletics offense, you don't really feel like you have much to worry about. There really isn't anybody imposing in that lineup you have to worry about. So I look at a total of four and a half runs and I go, well, 
where is the offense going to come from? And if that's the question I'm asking, then I'm most certainly going to be taking the under, especially in this game here tonight. Yeah, I think uh, you bring up a great point here, Stephen. Cole Irwin, I think he's a guy that's been drastically underrated and undervalued. And yeah. Normally, remember, you look at a lot of the games, he's going to have a seven or a three and a half or a four in the first five. To get a four and a half here, I think Steve brings up an excellent point on a team that you should consider. I want to ask you about a team who I feel like their season was left in the left field foul area <laughs> in Baltimore, and that was a Chicago White Sox last Thursday night when Engel dropped the ball with two outs, and they had a chance to win the game. They get swept by the Diamondbacks. Now Lucas Giolito goes today uh, against Brady Singer, who's been terrific for this Kansas City team. Can you bet the White Sox anymore this season, or unless there's a situation where it's an outlier, where they're getting a good plus price, or do you have to start saying, hey, you know what? This team is exactly who they are. Let's start taking the underdog against them. I mean, at this point, it's like the White Sox should be such a better team than they are because on paper, they have the offense, they have the rotation, they have the bullpen, but nothing has been meshing this season. And Lucas Giolito is a perfect example through the first like two months of the season. He was somebody that could end up winning the Cy Young. And then it just happened to kind of all fall apart here. And now Lucas Giolito, who used to be one of the more uh, guys you could trust on this White Sox pitching staff, he's been anything but that. So it's someone that I'm almost now targeting against Lucas Giolito. And not that the Royals are like a, a barn burner of an offense or anything, but Lucas Giolito's at the point where I don't trust him to get the outs or to go deep in these games. He's out of these games early. Like, he's going less than five innings in some of these games. He's throwing a ton of pitches. He is generating the strikeouts, but if you're generating the strikeouts, you're also probably throwing a lot of pitches, too. So I have no issue backing the Royals at this point, which is ugly to say here on August 30th. We should be saying the White Sox are going to roll over this team, but that just hasn't been the case for this club. Steve, I want to quickly stay in the American League Central. Now, the Twins have cut the lead down of the Guardians to a game and a half. Uh, White Sox still five out, but they have four games remaining against the Guardians head-to-head, and then the Twins have eight against the Guardians. Whose division do you believe it is at this point in time? Currently, the Guardians are minus 175, Twinkies plus 215, and then the White Sox seven to one. Yeah, I feel like the White Sox, and here's the funny thing, too. When you look at the strength of schedule for these remaining teams, the Guardians, Twins, and White Sox are all within the top 10 or top 12 easiest schedules remaining. They're going to be playing each other a decent amount, too. But I look at the Twins at plus 215. That's some pretty good value there because before the season even began, the White Sox had had the long, uh, I'm sorry, the second best odds to win their respective division behind the Dodgers. Now this team is struggling for a playoff spot at this point. So the Guardians have been great. They've exceeded all expectations where anybody thought of this team. But I look at the Twins, plus 215, favorable schedule coming up too. I would not be surprised if they end up leapfrogging the Guardians. I still think the Guardians are going to make the division as, excuse me, the playoffs as well. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Twins take a division and then the Guardians end up with a wild card spot when all is said and done. Talking all things baseball, Steve Buchanan out of DraftKings. And Steve, I look at the Metropolitans holding on to that three-game lead over the Bravos. They're kind of stiff-offering them with the Heisman, just keeping them right at three, right? But today, they're going up against the Dodgers. And I think you like a play, and maybe it's not on the Dodgers, but they're going to score some runs today. Yeah, I like them going over four and a half runs tonight. You're getting that at minus 130. You got Taiwan Walker going for the Mets. Uh, looking more like the pitcher we saw last year than we saw in the first half. He's only pitched 25 and two-thirds innings in the second half so far. He's already only eight runs away from matching what he allowed through 91 and two-thirds innings in the first half. That's giving him a 6.31 ERA in the second half of the season here. This is something he's really been struggling with as of late. Now you have 
have this offensive juggernaut coming to town with the Dodgers. So I would not be surprised if this team gets on him early. They could even go over this four and a half runs before Walker is out of this game. So I like that line a lot. It's a little bit juicy here at minus 130. But when I looked at this game and I saw the matchup, I was fully expecting the Dodgers team total to be at five and a half. So I'm more than happy to pay a little bit more to get that four and a half numbers here against the Mets. Steve, got to wrap it up very quickly. Metropolitans aren't going to blow this, are they, in the NL East? I don't think they are, but I would not be surprised if this ends and the, and the Braves end up like a half game behind when all is said and done. Oh, my goodness. That makes me nervous. Uh, Steve, <laughs> appreciate the time, as always, from DraftKings. Again, follow him on Twitter at SBuchanan24. Steve, enjoy this late tonight. All right, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thank by you. the way, Amal, I, uh, I had drinks one night with Tywan Walker. This is not, doesn't mean I can't bet against him. I'm just saying, yeah, we, we went out and partied one night in Chicago. I had a good time. That's all I got. Can he hold his liquor is an important answer because then we know how to kind of approach, you know, depending on the city he's in and the day of the week it is. Just hold down the Dodgers, Taiwan, tonight, can you? I don't think so, according to Steve. When we come back and talk all things United States Open and pick your brain on what's going on there at Flushing Meadows. Come on back. It's VEASAN's Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. 
Uh, we didn't legends. either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, day. The, that's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my god! You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young, were kids, and, and so self-involved, egomaniacs, yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them, and, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join all the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And please drink responsibly. I enjoy a nice Coors Light every now and then. I know you don't drink. That's correct. You're a much smarter man than me. Uh, very quickly, some other news and notes around the NFL. Ian Book. Bye-bye. Your services in the Bayou no longer required. He's been cut by the Saints. Had a start last year. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback looking for a new job. And Marlon Mack just released by the Texans. And I know people go, ah, it's the Texans. Marlon Mack had some real capable years in Indianapolis. I have to assume – not so much book, that Marlon Mack will find new work. Yeah, I think one of the things you have to take a look at when guys get released is what is their salary cap number compared to their production? I think that becomes a key cog in that so many times simply because you have a guy who's eating up more cap space and you sit there and say, hey, you know, we can use somebody else at running back that's serviceable. And so they may choose to go in a different direction. Very quickly, Kelly Bidlin just told me in my ear, the Raiders have cut last year's First round pick. Alex Leatherwood? Gone. Holy mackerel. First round pick a year ago, Amal. And they're going, all right, John Gruden's not here. That's not our pick. That whole regime is gone. We just saw it with Kelly, Kellen Mond in Minnesota because the new GMs are not tied to old picks. But this isn't an old pick. This is a first round pick a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's shocking. Uh, well, uh, I mean, Leatherwood, Leatherwood's from a few years back, but still, when you look at it— Two years, my uh, bad. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, last year. Oh, last year. Already, sorry, my fault. The um, Last year, I was confusing with somebody else. That's shocking when you look at number 17 getting released. Man, that that is the 17th pick overall last year right now looking for work in the NFL. That's why they say the NFL stands for not for long. 
because you will be dumped if you can't play. It's, it's, I mean, look, it's definitely a surprise for a guy when you draft a player at 17th overall. Man. Um, but, you know, I, I have to tell you, I didn't see him on a lot of draft you know, prognostications in terms of being that high of a draft pick, and I thought it was a bit of a reach. But the Raiders under Mike Mayock reached a lot. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Cleveland Farrell was probably doing something else when he got the call to go number four. He's like, I'm sorry, what are you guys calling about? You know, the funniest thing about that, looking back now, mm-hmm. that that whole regime is gone here in the desert. They won the Cleo Mack trade until they blew the picks. Like, yeah. they, they have the ammo yeah. to go out and get what you want right. from Cleo Mack, and then they didn't capitalize on the picks. I would agree with you completely, and uh, this is an interesting one, but they choose to move on from him, and... I'm sure he'll get work somewhere else fairly quickly. Sometimes, you know, your first-round pick just to change the scenery. But I, I remember the Steelers drafted Huey Richardson yeah. out of Florida. And uh, I think he played one year and was gone. I like just, to, just to follow up on that, guys, from Ian Rappaport, it says they tried to, to trade Leatherwood to every team, got 32 no's. Even the, even the well, Cowboys, Kelly? Sense. 31 knows, I guess. It's a good thing you corrected yourself, <laughs> Kelly, because even the Raiders were rejecting their own trade. But, but the Cowboys need a left tackle. And so how bad is it that the Cowboys even said, no, 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 we're not interested? My goodness, because Tyron Smith's out Yeah, so December. I, yeah, absolutely. I think when you look at Leatherwood, you're going to probably have him on the right side. How impactful can he be for you? That's the big question and concern. Uh, th- that's wh- kind of how I'm looking at it. Sloan Stevens moving on at the U.S. Open. I uh, know that's not here, neither no, no. here nor there, but that was for me. That was my Sloan Dia moves on to the United <laughs> States Open. Let's get to the, to the U.S. Open here. A little Ferris reference. <laughs> I like good. it. And, and I look at. Let's start off with the men's side here because look, I, <laughs> great one, Ross. <laughs> that's how it is in their family. I'm not going to get on my soapbox about Novak Djokovic not being here. He's not here. It sucks. It's not good for the sport when the best player in the sport is not here. But when he is not here, Maul, it opens up the door for other players to go ahead and try to get this crown on the uh, on the hard courts there at Flushing Meadows. So Medvedev has got to be obviously at two to one. I understand why he's the short favorite. Look at it all four to one right there. The the, the ageless yeah. one that is Rafa Nadal. Do you like any numbers down the board here? Bertini, of course, the Italian at 11 to one. Kyrgios is the enigma at eight to one. Got all the way to the Wimbledon final. How do you break down the men's bracket with some some odds and numbers you might like? Yeah, if you look at it historically, last two decades, it's always been the favorites. Uh, one guy that I liked already got bounced in the first round. That was um, uh, Taylor Fritz uh, mm-hmm. losing to Holt. Tracy Austin's son there gets beat uh, in that one in four sets. Uh, but I think Medvedev, he's the kind of guy, as the tournament starts to ramp up, he will continue to play better. And I think it's dangerous when you're facing him. You know, you got to get him early, which I doubt any of these guys will be able to do. Uh, Kyrgios is interesting, playing really well, 23-5 and five in his last 28 matches since the French Open. Uh, Rafa, the only concern I have is lack of just court uh, time. Uh, I'm not going to take Carlos Alcarez. I don't think he's a guy who's going to win on a hard court right now. I hate to say this, but this this is going to be Medvedev, Rafa, or Nick. And I, I just don't know if Nick could get through these guys, but I think it's going to come down to one of those two that I mentioned. So Bertini, not a guy at 11-1 that's he playable? He hasn't played great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the problem is he's one-dimensional. He's got the serve. But, you know, Medvedev and Nadal stand basically basically in the Bronx, let alone in Queens, I mean, when they're <laughs> returning serve. So they're going to be able to put back whatever Berrettini's serving. And then once it starts the rally, that's the huge edge for those guys. By the way, I'll show my age a little bit. I've been to two U.S. Opens, 86-96. In 86, I saw uh, some guy named Guy Forget. Guy forgot the Frenchman, yeah. Playing with Yannick Noah. 
you know, had, French a, had a kid. Ended up having a kid that's a pretty good player, and was a pretty good player in the NBA in college. So was his wife, Miss Sweden. Yes, and they were playing with with the uh, the Carlson brothers out of Sweden back then. The Swedes were yeah. pretty good at tennis, and they, they there was a they were debating the, the umpire, so everybody's whistling, and then uh, Yannick Noah was taking tennis balls, bouncing them up, and catching them in his dreads. He was awesome. Uh, let's go over to the women, and you mentioned that Sloane Stevens has moved on here uh, to the second round now. Obviously, there's some American flavor here, Coco Golf at 9-1, to one, uh, but there is going to be one woman that just is going to captivate more than any, and that is Serena at 22-1 to one, now that she has moved on to the second round. Is that just, a, at this point, a heart pick and not a head pick? Yeah, I would say so, but a couple of factors. The draw that she has is pretty manageable, okay. and her talent is still far superior to everybody else. Right now, when you look at it, I mean, Iga Sviatek has played very well last couple of years, but there's nobody out there. You go, wow, there, there's Steffi waiting. There's Monica Sellis waiting. Man, there, now you're talking. There, there's no Hen and Harden out there. There's, <laughs> there's no, you know, none of, the, uh, none of those types of players. So if Serena gets on her game, she's very capable of getting on a roll. And remember, the whole crowd's going to be behind no her. No doubt. You know, so she's got the great support of Gail King, which is always a benefit for her. <laughs> okay. I want to talk a little bit more about Serena now. You see two to, 22 to 1 to win the whole thing. She's plus a buck 85 to win round two. But if I'm not more mistaken, she's playing the number two seed in the tournament. So she, you can't even get two to one because we're talking about the GOAT of, yeah. of women's tennis, right, in Serena. Oh, I thought we were talking about Steffi Graf, but please continue. Wow. I, so he said the GOAT, the greatest of all time is Steffi Graf, but please continue. How is Steffi Graf the GOAT over Serena? Please first, explain yourself, First sir. of all, she's got a Golden Slam, which is not even a Grand Slam, a Golden Slam, 88 in, in what was that, Seoul? She won the gold yeah. medal in the Summer Olympics there, won Australia, French, um, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open. And Serena's had to, Serena's played a bunch of people you couldn't pick it out of a police lineup if they were the only ones standing in it. I mean, let's be real here. Serena hasn't won anything since 2017. Yeah, but she's been busy. She's like a mom. She's got like real life stuff that she's been doing. And now, and I don't know how old she is. She's like for women in tennis and men in tennis, old. Like we don't, this never happened when we were kids. You didn't play past 18 and now she's well into her thirties and we're still talking about Serena Williams to win the United States Open at 22 to one. This is something we've never seen before them all. Listen to, to, for me, the greatest competitors I've seen in sports are Jordan. I, I love Russell Westbrook as a competitor. You can say whatever you want about his game, but his competitiveness and Rafael Nadal, this is a guy who was down two sets, a break of serve in the third set in Melbourne this year and found a way through in five sets, then wins the French Open. So, and that is a guy that literally plays every point like his life is on the line. I agree. But what I'm, my point is, is that we've never seen this in the history of tennis. And you and I, well, That's at least fine. I know I'm old. That like, I, I, I remember when they had burnout at 18. No, you're, you're correct on that. Remember Jennifer Capriati yes. came along at 14. I don't disagree with you, but her talent has been amazing. She's the best server ever on the women's side. There's no question about that. Uh, but against Annette Contivate, this would be a tough matchup. Now, Contivate has not played as well as she did last year. She's had some struggles this year. We'll see how it goes. She has not played well during the U.S. Open summer swing in terms of her performances. So I think Serena's capable, uh, but this will not be an easy match. Looking forward to the matchup tomorrow, though. Uh, very quickly, uh, Jessica Pagula. We only have about a minute to go here. Of course, uh, that's uh, boy royalty up there in upstate New York. Absolutely right. Uh, so, does Pagula have a shot at twenty to one, or is this? I, I, look, 
I don't know if anybody's got a better disposition on the tour than her. Mm. She's so even keel, which I admire greatly. Um, really gr- just a gritty competitor has gotten better and better and better. The reference you made to uh, Western New York, for people that are unaware, their family owns the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. But Pagula goes out there and competes extremely well. Really good player. I think she's got a chance. Look, I think this tournament is wide open. You mentioned Coco. You mentioned Pagula. Serena, of course, Sloan Stephen, a former uh, U.S. Open champion. Uh, Madison Keys moved on. So five Americans that I just referenced, I hope they make deep, deep runs. Love to see. I don't know what the, uh, the draw is, but would love to see if we get uh, three or four in the uh, uh, quarters or the semis. I was there in 86 to see Johnny Mack. He got stuck in traffic, didn't show up for his match. <laughs> I still hold it against him. When we come back and talk with Aaron Moore, all things NFL, come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.